0: We can only hope that hard times will be coming again no more here pretty soon. That was Otter Creek off of their album Shiver and a Spark with Hard Times. And you are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZM Lincoln, KZM HD, 89.3 on the FM and online at KZM.org. Perhaps you're using one of your handy-dandy smarter-than-a-calculator devices and taking us with you, listening on your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be listening up to 2 weeks after original broadcast date by tuning in on our website kzm.org/archives you can catch up to 2 weeks worth of programming there so you know great opportunity for you there and of course you can check out the archives for the uh, kzum news program which airs live every saturday at 11 a.m with local news transcripts available online and of course the archives there on the website you can catch lavender hill there on the archives as well one of these days i might get back to scripting the show uh, and there'll even be transcripts then unless there's an interview segment of course live Radio, it's a little hard to transcribe. Alrighty, at least as I go. So, speaking of news, views, and other things going on for the LGBTQIA uh, Soji community, here in the US, according to an article by Daniel Villarreal on LGBTQNation.com dated Thursday, June 30th, 2022, and I have seen coverage of this on some of the other major mainstream sites as well. Democrats have introduced the Transgender Bill of Rights to fight the Republican attacks that are anti-LGBTQ. Alrighty, from the article. As Republican attacks on transgender people continue nationwide, five Democratic House representatives have introduced a Transgender Bill of Rights that would protect trans and non-binary people. The bill would ban discrimination against gender identity and expression in public accommodations, employment, housing, and credit. The bill would also ensure access to gender-affirming medical care, including abortion and contraception, and would ban forced surgery on intersex children and infants. Intersex individuals are often subject to unnecessary genital surgeries before they can provide informed consent. The bill would ban so-called conversion therapy, the pseudoscientific form of mental torture that purports to turn trans and non-binary people cisgender. The bill would also invest in community services to prevent anti-trans and anti nonbinary violence, as well as mental health services to assist survivors of violence and other community members. Last, the bill would require the U.S. Attorney General to designate a liaison within the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division to enforce the civil rights of transgender people. The bill was introduced by Democratic Representatives uh, Pramila Jayapal of Washington, David Ceciline of Rhode Island, Marie Newman of Illinois, Mark Takano of California, and Richie Torres of New York. Ceciline, Takano, and Torres are openly out within the congress uh newman who just lost her primary election to a moderate has a transgender daughter and jayapal has a non-binary child the bill has 83 co-sponsors 83 plus 5 is 88 that's still needing at least 10 republicans to jump on board as well which is a possibility there All righty. Well, I believe I went into some details of that uh, last week as well, since this is dated June 30th. But wanted to, you know, bring that up for you again, because the fight is not going away anytime soon. With the recent SCOTUS decision on abortion, uh, you know, the Roe v. Wade overturn, uh, you know, 50 years of uh, abortion being legal nationwide uh, and no longer. The case, we are facing the prospect of some rather hairy circumstances in the very near future. All righty. Well, in trans related news, everybody's uh, favorite place to hate, at least when it comes to chicken, uh, has hit the news again as a trans woman sues them after an employee sexually harassed and threatened to beat her up. This is an article from today by David excuse me, Daniel Villarreal uh, on lgbtqnation.com. So, of course, that article is dated Sunday, July 10th, 2022. A transgender woman is suing a franchise of the notoriously anti-LGBTQ fast food chain Chick-fil-A for harassment and wrongful termination after she was allegedly subjected to homophobic comments and sexual harassment. Aaron White had barely started her first day of training to become director of operations at a Chick Fil A location in Decatur, Georgia, when a coworker allegedly sexually harassed her by saying, "I would eat you," <coughs> and uh, "God will <coughs> out of you." I think you can kind of fill in some of those blanks there. Wow. The on-duty shift leader reportedly told White to share what happened with the franchise owner, Joe Ingert, uh, who allegedly replied by telling White that it should be an honor as a transgender woman that someone liked her enough to hit on her. Wow, yeah, you heard that right. After Ingert spoke with the accused employee, the employee allegedly began making violent, racist, and homophobic threats referencing White, including... Some other statements that I can't say on the air, Uh, White said the employee was never reprimanded and that Ingert said he would have to investigate White's behavior if she continued reporting claims of harassment. As word of White's trans identity began to spread, other employees began to misgender her and direct homophobic comments at her, she alleges. Some employees claimed that the bad scent coming from a broken pipe in the restaurant had actually come from White's hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ingrid later fired White for tardiness and for abruptly leaving her shift, but White says Ingrid didn't fire other employees at her same level who had also been tardy. She also said she had received approval to leave her shift early, alleging that Ingrid only fired her for her LGBTQ identity. Um, according to uh, the court filing, uh, defendant Ingert did not take reasonable steps to correct the situation and prevent the harassment from recurring after being notified by plaintiff White on numerous occasions. Uh, White now seeks damages for emotional pain and suffering, inconvenience, mental anguish, loss of employment, loss of enjoyment of life, lost wages, and other non-financial losses. She filed her lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Georgia. Though though Chick-fil-A franchises are individually owned, the fast food chain has been synonymous with anti-LGBTQ ideology since 2012 when it was caught making donations to anti-LGBTQ organizations that oppose marriage equality and support conversion therapy. When asked about the company's donations, then-CEO Dan Cathy said that the company was, quote, guilty as charged because they want to promote, quote, the biblical definition of the family unit. Chick-fil-A later said they would stop funding organizations with political agendas, but years later they were caught donating to anti-LGBTQ groups yet again. In June of last year, Kathy was caught using the profits gained from the company to fund hate groups that helped pass anti-transgender bills all over the country, as well as a campaign to stop the Equality Act from becoming law. Yeah. All righty. Well, I'll let that bad taste linger there on your tongue for a moment. As we uh, listen to some music from Misty Odell off of her album The Struggle, here's something better. And hopefully, it will be getting better. Alrighty then. That was Misty O'Dell with something better from her album, The Struggle. You are listening to Lavender Hill. I'm back with some more commentary for you. This time we're going to go to Pennsylvania, where uh, Governor Tom Wolf has vetoed a discriminatory, unnecessary, and harmful anti-trans sports bill, according to the headline on Pink News. Uh, Josh Milton writing on Saturday, July 9th. Uh, Let's see here. On Friday the 8th, Wolf refused to sign House Bill 972, which would have barred trans girls from participating in girls and women's athletics at publicly funded schools and at any institution where students or teams compete against public schools. You may recall from back in April when uh, HB 972 was first passed by the House of Representatives with a 115 to 84 vote before gliding through the Senate, it would have also given schools the power to sue athletes or have regulators. If they were penalized for barring or, yeah, barring trans athletes. Students who felt retaliated against by a school or athletic association for reporting violations of the law would have similarly been given the power to seek legal action. But Wolf said HB 972 would have penalized trans and non binary youth for simply existing. Uh, To quote a statement that he posted to the governor's website or that his team posted, I should say, "Uh, I have been crystal clear during my time in office that hate has no place in Pennsylvania, especially discrimination against already marginalized youth representing less than half of 1% of Pennsylvania's population. The fact that this bill passed through Pennsylvania's Republican-led General Assembly solely to bully and oppress vulnerable children is atrocious. These members should be ashamed of themselves for proposing and voting on policies that are discriminatory, unnecessary and incredibly harmful. In a letter to the House of Representatives Wolf said his Administration is committed to uplifting trans people, trans athletes included. If the bill was passed, it would have plunged Pennsylvania into choppy legal waters, he said, as the ban would have been in conflict with federal discrimination law. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out if you want to. Uh, pinknews.co.uk uh am going to be trying to make sure i get that link posted for you later today i'm going to be sitting in with uh, deb on the women's show play musical tag so i might actually get a chance to get those posted before i go home all righty well shall we cross the pond since we're uh, referring to some articles here from pink news we might as well get a little bit of uk news for you this is from Thursday, July 7th. Amelia Hansford writing for them. Conversion therapy ban hangs in the balance after Boris Johnson's resignation. Yes, the UK's own Dolt 45 has resigned. Uh, but related to that, his uh, resigning as prime minister puts the future of the conversion therapy ban up in the air, according to Jane Ozane. A conversion therapy ban was first promised by then Prime Minister Theresa May in 2018 after her departure from number 10 Downing Street the ban was kicked down or the can excuse me was kicked down the road several times Johnson's government eventually published a a consultation on a ban in October 2021, but it later emerged on the 31st of March this year that the prime minister planned to ditch a legislative ban. After a huge backlash, he performed one of the many U-turns that defined his time in office, but made clear his ban would only outlaw conversion therapy on the basis of sexual orientation, and not address gender identity. Many MPs, as members of parliament, including several Tories, urged the PM, the prime minister, to include trans people in the legislation to no avail. With Johnson now on his way out of office, it appears that there is a fresh opportunity to get the ban right. According to Jane Ozane, a former member of the government's uh, since disbanded LGBT plus advisory panel, It's all dependent on whether the Tories choose to make a clean break with Johnson's ideology. To quote her speaking with Pink News on the 7th, We can only hope that whoever succeeds him is from outside of Johnson's inner circle. He is a PM that has driven a wedge between trans and LGB people, she said, noting that it was Johnson's direct influence that was responsible for the trans-exclusionary ban. The uh, campaigner, herself a survivor of conversion therapy, believes Johnson's resignation could be a decisive moment for the Tory party when it comes to LGBTQ rights. rights. Alrighty, well, related to that, believe it or not, I actually do have something related to that. Uh, Grant Shapps uh, refuses to debate trans rights as he joins the Tory leadership race. Yes, he's one of the candidates for prime minister. Uh, Transport Secretary Grant Shapps has announced he is vying to become the next Tory party leader, and he is not debating trans rights anytime soon. Uh, After Boris Johnson pledged to step down as prime minister once his successor is chosen, Shapps threw his hat into the ring on Saturday, yesterday. Shapps said he will offer a pragmatic option to the 100,000 Tory members with lower taxes, less red tape, and higher defense spending. But as Tory leader candidates increasingly squabble over trans rights, Sky News' as Sophie Ridge asked Sheps uh, today, are trans men men and are trans women women? He replied, first of all, I should say, if there's a Shapps administration where I'm prime minister, I will not be spending most of my time on these kinds of issues. I think we owe everybody love and respect. People should be able to get on and live their lives. There's clearly a biological basis on on your birth, but if people want to transition gender, that is their choice and they will always love or have, pardon me, Support from me, he said. I think the country is far more interested in things like the cost of living, the bread and butter issues, jobs, and the rest of it. Uh, Ridge brought up that Schapp's rival has spoken a lot about the war on woke. Uh, Do you think that that's not actually where people's heads are at, she asked. Shap's hit back that if the people want, to, want a premier that talks about woke issues, then he's not the leader for them. Don't vote for me, he said with a chuckle. I am interested in the bread and butter issues that your viewers, or listeners, as the case may be, are thinking about every single day of the week. I am a libertarian. Their version of libertarian is different than ours. Uh, I am a liberal, both economically and socially. Let and let live, he said. All righty, so you can read more about that, more about, uh, you know, johnson leaving office and how that may have impact on the lgbt community there in the uk as well as elsewhere around the world by visiting pinknews.co.uk all righty well we are halfway through the show and i'm a little bit more than halfway through what i had pulled up so let's just see what happens here with some music we are going to hear from alfie Arcuri from the land down under right after we have this bottom of the hour break All righty, Alfie R. Curry there with Same. Hope you enjoyed that. Definitely a little bit of a dance pop song there for you. Gotta get you up and dancing once in a while. That I mean, I do talk about that in the show's promo, so let's make it happen. righty. and speaking of making things happen, a mosque in Berlin becomes the first to fly the rainbow flag. One of the mosque's moms said it's a safe place for people who are different, so they too can experience the spiritual side of their lives. This is an article on lgbtqnation.com that I'm referring to from earlier today, Sunday, July 10th, 20. 22, uh Seyanten Data. I hope I said that right, writing for them. On July 1st, the uh Ibn goth uh mosque in Berlin, Germany, unfurled the rainbow flag in front of a small audience that included the cultural senator Klaus Letterer, the German broadcaster Deutsche Welle reported. Welle, pardon me. Uh, talking to Deutschwelle, uh Mo El khattab one of the six imams, or religious heads, in the mosque, said that the mosque intended to be a safe place for people who are different, so they too can experience the spiritual side of their lives. Further, El khattab uh, hopes that other mosques will soon follow suit. That would be great to see. Uh, Several people in attendance were stickers saying love is halal, meaning permissible in Islamic law. Uh, Displaying the rainbow flag is the most recent among the mosque's many unconventional moves. For example, women are not required to be in hajib, burqa, or niqab. In fact, clothing that covers the full face, like the burqa or niqab, is categorically banned by the mosque. Further, it also allows for men and women to pray together and accepts LGBTQ devotees. LGBTQ people have supported the mosque's display of the rainbow flag. Uh, Mark Eric Lehman, one of the board members of Christopher Street Day, the Berlin Pride, told Deutsche Welle that the mosque sent an incredibly strong sign uh, to quote him. Queer people can also be religious and believe in God. We should not just be talking about safe spaces in bars and clubs in Berlin. We also have to talk about safe spaces in the places of worship. The mosque named after Andalusian Arabic polymath uh, Ibn Rushd and German writer and statesman Johann Wolfgang von Goethe uh, was founded in 2017 by Saran Ates, a German lawyer and Muslim feminist, claims to be the only liberal mosque in Germany. According to a Five Chicago report, Ateş, uh founded the uh, Ibn Rushd Goth as a place that would be accepting of all those people who do not meet the rules and regulations of conservative Muslims. Further, the same report also mentioned that the mosque Ateş's, uh popularity as a feminist Muslim might have grown after the opening of the mosque. It has also led to increased death threats. Soon after the mosque opened its doors to worshippers, a state-run Islamic organization in Egypt issued a statement that the mosque allowing men and women to pray together was incompatible with Islam. Further, the Guardian reported that the uh, Dayanet, uh, Turkey's key Muslim authority, had accused the mosque of depraving and ruining religion. However, Ates, uh believes that the Quran should not be transferred word for word to the 21st century. Wow, that's kind of groundbreaking thought there. Um, To quote her to The Guardian, we ask ourselves what the intentions were at the time and which parts can be translated and explained in the 20th. Yes, that was the entirety of the article there from lgbtqnation.com. I thought that was something that was very important to read for you there. And like I said when I interrupted myself, that's some really... Uh, revolutionary thought there for any Muslim person, let alone a uh, feminist Muslim in Germany, uh, to have said uh, transferred word to word it mm, should not be transferred word to word. Mm, wow. No wonder a, uh, uh, more or less a price was put on her head there in Egypt. So, ooh, talk about those death threats. But good for her, good for that mosque, good for Berlin. Alrighty then. So moving right along, we uh, conclude the Prairie Pride Film Festival for this year. Uh, but those films should be still available for viewing for those of you who purchased tickets for the online streams for a few more days yet. So you'll have to check out PPFF there on Facebook or Outlink.org, out Nebraska, pardon me, still getting used to that sorry everyone uh outnebraska.com into some of what i have for you here um this is the radio version of a song from little nas x Alrighty there the radio edit uh the official radio edit actually of uh little nas x montero call me by your name uh if you get a chance listen to the original of that as well Pretty good song, I think. Anywho, uh, keeping with uh, radio friendly right now, if you will, classic rock station The Eagle in Idaho uh, has extended their Pride Month in response to hateful comments about their LGBTQ-themed logo. For the second year in a row... According to LGBTQNation.com, an Idaho radio station is flipping some anti-LGBTQ listeners the bird over its Pride Month logo on June 1st. Classic Rock Station 96.9 The Eagle KKGL replaced their usual logo on Facebook with an LGBTQ Pride themed version featuring a progress Pride flag overlaid with their signature bald eagle. Plenty of fans cheered the Pride post, but within days, the station's Facebook account was also inundated with hateful messages. In response, KKGL announced they would keep the queer version of their logo up through the month of July. Week one, and you just bought yourself another month of keeping the flag up, the station wrote in a June 3rd post, along with screenshots of the anti gay messages and memes it had received i will not support any business that is in favor of unholy acts one listener wrote being gay or supporting it is the devil's work and well you can well imagine what the station had to say about all that Uh, flags stay up for another month deal with it if we lose fans that's fine if we keep getting harassed then it'll go another month plus freddie mercury rules (laughs) Uh, This isn't some attention nationwide. They've extended their Pride Month in the face of bigotry last year and this year. As many fans on Facebook pointed out, last year's Pride logo was met with so many hateful comments, the station kept it up through August. Uh, Why not just have it up year-round, right? And, well, you're right there, Eagle in Idaho. Mercury does rule. All righty, well... I've got some more entertainment news for you, and then we'll just have to see what happens from here because things are moving a little quickly here. How about we take another music break before we get into uh, my last little bit here for you. That might give us an opportunity to have some fun. Uh, We have, lining it up here, putting it in the right place, uh, Sarah Peacock off of her Burn the Witch. We're going to listen to something that kind of uh goes direct opposite of what we were just talking about keep quiet why should we keep quiet well let's find out why according to sarah Little Sarah Peacock there off of her burn, the witch, that was Keep Quiet. And, well, I think now you know what she meant by that. We had the radio station that we talked about, so how about we uh, we go to Netflix in one of their original series, The Umbrella Academy. Uh, been in the news quite a bit, at least the entertainment news, because one of the stars, Elliot Page, is in transition. And the boss of the show decided to rewrite the entire latest season to accommodate that transition. The, uh, according to an article on pinknews.co.uk, the Umbrella Academy showrunner has revealed that he rewrote the latest season of the hit Netflix series after Elliot Page came out. In March, Page revealed the, uh, uh, to eager the Umbrella Academy fans that their character Victor would come out as trans in season three, and the show depicted Victor's transition narrative gracefully with approval from Paige. The storyline mirrored Paige's journey after they came out in December 2020 and openly shared their journey with fans. The Umbrella Academy creator and showrunner, Steve Blackman, shared in an interview with E.T. that he decided to rewrite season three after Paige came out. He said that he respectfully wove Victor's journey into the series not at the request of Paige, but because it felt right for the character I had already finished the season the writers were gone scripts were finished and I got a call from Elliot one day saying I'm transitioning I was very happy for him to his credit he didn't demand that I write in write it into the story he said do what you want I trust you write it in don't write it in whatever you want to do Uh, Blackman decided to write in the trans character even though he didn't know a lot about what it was to be transgender or how to tell that story. So he reached out to Glad's Nick Adams and Thomas Page McBee, a trans author and journalist, for guidance on how to craft an inclusive narrative that honored both Elliot Page as well as the character Victor. Uh, He described how he didn't want to hang a lantern on Victor's trans identity and make it the sob story of the season. Blackman said the group all agreed that they worked it to be something that they just happened to have happened in the family and let the family react to it. Now, I have not uh, taken the opportunity to watch the Umbrella Academy, but I know many of my friends have and many of you out there listening probably have as well. And I think this is a great thing to see uh, happening with such a popular show and, you know, kind of thumb in the nose at uh, what is it, One Million Moms and their don't watch streaming television because it supports LGBTQA stuff oh, and while you're at it don't eat ice cream and don't drink sweet tea according to them as well for the same reasons so, how many of you want to just go home tonight tune into the Umbrella Academy with a a tub of ice cream and a big old 32 ounce sweet tea, I don't know if those would mix well together, but here you never know not making a float out of it that's for sure all righty well before i wrap everything up for you and get ready to hand things over to deb anderson and twyla with the women's show want to let you know a little bit about what's coming up for them twyla going to be interviewing a, t- uh, a little filly by the name of kayla ray a Texas Philly, as uh, Twyla just put it, uh, about her latest EP and being on the road again. Uh, I'm going to be sitting in with Deb playing some musical tag for you today as well, so stay tuned for all that, and you know, it's just going to be a grand old time, or uh, what is it that uh, was part of the Flintstones theme song, a uh, gay old time? All right. That did get a chuckle out of Deb. That's what I was going for there. Uh, So I want to remind you all to keep on listening here to KZM. Don't forget the Stransky Park Concert Series every Thursday this summer, 7 p.m. at 18th and Harrison. As well as be sure to check out the new KZM News program, Saturdays at 11 a.m. All righty. Well, what else could I throw in here to fill in a little bit more time because well i'm like two minutes ahead of myself and i don't know why as deb's trying to find something under the (laughs) (laughs) it it, it, you need to have uh luna or sola here to help you with that you need to have your kittens here to help you fish things out from underneath the equipment (laughs) (laughs) all righty okay so Uh, Stay tuned for all the wonderful programming here on KZUM. If uh, you are one of those lucky ticket holders for the Prairie Prairie Pride Film Festival, wow, all of a sudden I can't talk, be sure and remember that today is the last day of the official streaming there of those films. And I'll catch you next week. I'm sure I'll have something for you next week, too. Who knows? It all kind of just gets pulled along and things happen. But anywho, uh, one of uh, Deb's new favorites, thanks to me, here's Summer Osborne with Wake Up off of her album As I Am. If I can get it to play. And bye.